Well, hello once again. I'm Craig Hemingway, Communications Manager for the City of Moose Jaw, and welcome to another edition of the Notorious Jawcast, the official videocast of the City of Moose Jaw, recording this on May 28th. We're going to recap what happened at City Council this past Monday night, May 25th. Several uh, nuggets that we'll discuss with City Manager Jim Pufalt in just a moment. One thing we will tell you that just got released earlier today is an update to water main replacement construction. It began on Monday in earnest on High Street West on the 200 block, and there's two-way traffic in place right now. And they'll continue working their way east towards Main Street over the course of the next several weeks. Well, our contractors, NIS Construction, are able to get a second crew to the city of Moose Jaw to do a second location concurrently. So the week of June 8th will be the beginning of water main replacement on the 0 to 200 blocks of Fairford Street East in front of Temple Garden Spa, Casino Moose Jaw, and further down another block from there. So significant work for sure, and we will have more details in the traffic plan as we get closer to that construction. But you can find full details on just what that means for all of us uh, throughout the summer right now and the other locations that are included in the 2020 water main replacement. Just go to moosejaw.ca slash water main replacement. You can find out all the details on the water main program set for this year. Now on to our guest on this edition of the JawCast. It is City Manager for the City of Moose Jaw, Mr. Jim Pufalt, who will discuss in great detail several of the items that came out of the City Council meeting on Monday, May 25th. Let's begin where really the meeting began uh, to a certain degree on Monday night, uh, the presentation of quarterly reports, which uh, is a quarterly event where administration presents a department by department, all of the uh, highlights, facts, figures of things that happened, significant things that happened uh, during that quarter. And the most recent quarter was January 1 through March 31st. And I know you always present uh, kind of what you think are the, are the relevant pieces from those reports when you make the presentation to council. So maybe if you want to recap some of those here in terms of uh, what you thought were, uh, were significant achievements during the first quarter of 2020. For sure, Craig, and I mean, I really will start. There was a, a lot of them again, and uh, just a little bit of background. We obviously completed the budget before the end of the year, and so we had talked a lot about that. And in the first quarter, we implemented a number of the projects. Uh, you were heavily involved in two of them, so I just wanted to maybe pass that on. Certainly the new website, which is up, and we're getting great reviews from people. And the other one was the Moose Jaw app, which has been ex widely accepted. We prevent, presented those app or those numbers on Monday night, and I believe we're up to 1,500 people have already signed up to the app. And for anybody that hasn't, please do. I mean, it is the most convenient way to get information to our people. I actually did one today. Looking out my window, I noticed a flag was kind of flopping around. And so rather than finding, getting an email and sending it to Parks and Recreation, I just took a picture of it. It went right to Parks and Rec and it's going to get fixed. So, I mean, it's an incredibly easy tool to get information to us. It makes our time so much more productive. So please, everybody get on the app. It is like the coolest thing ever. And as you know, Scotty's was when we first rolled out the app and that's happened in the first quarter. And so that was an exciting event for Moosia. And as you know, shortly after Scotty's, we had a couple of uh, concerts and then COVID-19 hit. So, you know, lots of things have happened in the last quarter and it almost seems like it's years ago. But one thing, uh, you know, in conjunction with Scotty's and the city of Moosia just stepped up as they always do. Volunteers were there, the events were well attended just a great time had by everybody. 
But one thing we did to, and hasn't been in operation for quite some time, is we got the lights on River Street working again. So that was exciting because that was a big project. You know, we were, weren't sure if we we're going to be able to get it done, and fortunately, we were able to do that. So that was pretty exciting to see lighted up again. And in my mind, the walkway from River Street to Mosaic is to be that connector between Main Street and, and the entertainment uh, center for the for the city. So it was exciting to get that back done again. Yeah, and if I may just, you know, again with, uh, well, echo what you just said about the Scotties for sure and our community stepping up and in business community and everybody, uh, the app itself, just a reminder too, it's also it eliminates that that worry that when you used to call in something to a department that somebody got the message because oftentimes you and you might not hear back if, if you knew that it was going to get resolved or not with the app you immediately get a note saying that it has been received and you continue to get updates as our crews are able to look at the issue and resolve it and you'll get an issue at the, uh, a ticket at the end on your on your phone that says this issue has been resolved. And even if it's something you don't want to put in your phone, you can use it the exact same way with the link on our website. Uh, there's a report an issue tab right at the top of our website. Use it. It works the same way as the app. Uh, and again, you'll get notifications to your email. So just wanted to uh, also make that plug for use of uh, the app or online reporting issues to the city of Moose Jaw. Well, and certainly we are doing some work with our organizational renewal we're talking to people about what are the impacts that we've had on our organization with the new app and we're seeing right now that the request for services about 50 percent are being generated by the app and by people out in the community so that takes a lot of work away from our staff to track those enter into a spreadsheet to send emails back and forth to make sure everything gets done so i mean Again, the more people are using the app, the better. Just as you said, when I took a picture of that flag, I got an immediate response saying it's been referred to here and they're going to look after it. And when it gets fixed, I know that I'll get an email back saying it's done. So again, it's it's very easy and, and customer friendly for our customers. And it's really a pr productivity increase for us internally. So again, we're just stressing to people, just get that app. It is free. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can do it on the website, which is also very cool because we've attached everything. Obviously, we want a seamless type of platform with our customers, and that's a way to do that. I mean, again, if you don't have a smartphone and you have the website, get to the website and put the apps in or put the uh, request for service in. But the beauty of the app, of course, is the picture is easy. I mean, again, you snap the picture, it gets right to the person. They get there. They don't have to go looking around saying, well, where's this flag? They can just... There it is right there in front of that building. So very cool. And uh, we're certainly promoting that and we'll encourage that for the for the next while for sure. For sure. Anything else from quarterly reports you wanted to bring up? Well, a couple of things. I mean, there has been some question about city Moose Jaw. Are we independent or are we dependent upon what other cities do? And of course, section 4.1 of the Cities Act says that we are independent. And really what it says is that the cities in Saskatchewan have natural person power. So that means we are able to do the things that are necessary as required by the Cities Act and what the Cities Act gives us responsibility to do. Um, and so when we are doing our work, we obviously we check with other city managers and seeing what they're doing. And there's a quite an extensive network of people that work together across the province of the municipal industry. So, for example, I know you belong to a communications group of cities. I belong to the city managers group. Mayor Tomei belongs to the city mayor's group. And it just goes on throughout. And so uh, we have regular meetings with our uh, with our colleagues and we talk about issues facing us. And 
quite honestly, we bounce ideas off each other and see what other people are doing. So it's really good resource to ensure that you know what the industry is doing. But in the end, it's up to this city council to decide what to do that's the best, for, in their opinion, for Moose So we're not obligated to follow any other city. It's really, we need to do what's best for Moose But again, as uh, you know, professionals, we need to get that information to council to say, well, here's what Saskatoon is doing. Here's what PA is doing and ensure that we are taking a look at what our industry is doing. So we're not heading off in a different direction and you know, without being very cognizant of it. How much help has that been, especially more, more recently with COVID-19? Well, huge. I mean, the city managers meet on a weekly basis. Um, I look forward to the calls because it's an opportunity to, to see what is happening across our province from the north to the south. And really good dialogue on how we can work together uh, what's people? What's working well in some places? What's not working well? And you know, I'm very proud to say that we're in uh, ahead of the curve. We've been helping other people, other cities uh, do uh, make changes as they've been helping us. So it's a really good relationship, and it's important to have that type of relationship in the province. One of uh, the big news item, I guess, that has come out of COVID-19, you know, of course, our provincial government, federal governments, uh, they're constantly announcing different funding programs and trying to help uh, individuals and municipalities. Um, recently, there was the Munici Municipal Economic Enhancement Program, the MEEP, uh, that was announced, just over $4.8 million uh, allocated to the city of Moose Jaw specifically. And I know this did come up in council discussion on Monday night. Where are we at in terms of knowing how this funding will be used? Well, we're still uh, we're still evaluating. As we talked about Monday night, there's a number of balls we have in the air that we have to keep everything in mind so we make the best and most strategic decision that's the best for the city of Moose Jaw. And in this case, uh, we know that in our budget this year, we had an amount of money for borrowing for the high reservoir. And so as the uh, community may recall, we applied for that under the ICIP funding, which is the federal funding, infrastructure funding. We applied for that. Our share of that money is around $4 million. Uh, fortunately, the MEEP is about 4.8. So there's, and the uh, guidelines suggest that it's okay, that uh, a project that is allowable is for our share of other programs to be considered under that project. And so it's important to us that we view the money and use it wisely and certainly Reducing borrowing is, I think, always a, 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 a good choice to do with money if, if there's money coming that you haven't been expecting. I mean, it's like winning a lottery, you know, rather than blowing the cash, you pay off your debt. And that's the same type of thing we're doing here. The reservoir has to be replaced. There's no question about it. It's past due. And rather than borrow our share, if we're able to, we should use this money because then that frees us up that type of restriction on us over the next 20 years while we pay that money back. So that's what we're looking at with uh, with council. We said there's so many issues that we have to bear in mind that we need some time to take a look at it. We need to do some consultation with the province to see where, we, where our reservoir project is at um, because it's so shovel ready. Uh, as you people may know, we took that right to tender and we've been waiting to hear from the province and, and the federal government as to funding uh, support, because if we start the project before we get funding support, it's not going to be eligible. And so that's a, you know, that's a huge amount of money for us. Four billion bucks is huge. Um, and the project itself is just about 15. So it's a pretty massive project for us. And we want to make sure that we are using our money wisely and we're not tying our hands in the future. And so if we can take money that we didn't expect coming, reduce our borrowing, I think that allows us to move 
in a number of different areas that we need to. And there was, you know, quite honestly, there was three or four projects that were pretty high priority that had a major impact into the community and and or provided uh, you know more facilities for for minor sports and particularly girls hockey that we wanted to get those projects in. I, people may know my daughter plays hockey. I coach girls hockey. She's at university playing hockey now or she's back home. But I know the struggles that girls hockey has gone through. And so that one to me is very near and dear to my heart. It's something that's really necessary. and. Uh, moving forward, uh, as we reopen facilities, more dressing rooms are going to be very important. So that's one project we flagged coming back to council. Obviously, the YMCA is another one that that building continues to cost us money while it's sitting up. And certainly, Iron Bridge was another one that we wanted to get back. Lots of water under the bridge on that issue, but when it comes down to it, there's a park that needs some upgrades. And so we want to start that process this year. So again, the MEEP gives us some some options and some opportunities. and uh, again, if we're real strategic about what we do, we can really help ourselves down the road in the future. And then the final thing that all came on May 15th, it was just like, holy, um, is that we talked about transit funding had been allocated towards Moose Jaw. And so we were able to move a little bit further along with that with the province. So exciting times, lots of balls in the air. But again, this is, you know, pretty rare opportunity to have this much cash coming back towards us potentially. And so we have to make the absolute best use of it as possible. Yeah, well, certainly, again, the, the big one at the start, the uh, the pump house for the high service reservoir, it's the electrical brains of, of that operation to ensure we get potable water everywhere it needs to go in Moose Jaw. And so that is highly critical to our water infrastructure system. Absolutely. And you take into account that Buffalo Pound Water Treatment Plant is looking to do an upgrade. And we are now putting land up for sale in the Moose Jaw Agri-Food Industrial Park water is absolutely critical and so that pump house at the reservoir needs to be replaced thank you i was get that uh, absolutely uh i guess sticking on the money uh subject uh jim uh the city's investments um a lot of attention paid to these of course the covid 19 has done a, a horrible number to to the markets among of course health and, and so many people around the world but certainly uh, the mar- financial markets have taken a huge hit uh which means you know money invested uh, not worth as much as a was uh, pre-COVID for sure. Can you put that into perspective and what that means for the city of Moose Jaw and the money we have in investments? Is it is, is it money we've lost or is it um, just it's just not worth as much right now? Well, again, anytime long-term investments are taken into account, you have to be take a long-term view. We talk about, you know, we are not saving for retirement for the city. We are saving for the next 100 years, 200 years, 300 years. Municipalities, cities have been around in in Europe and Asia for over thousands of years. And so cities are not something that comes and goes. And so we're not trying to worry about making sure we have enough money for when we retire and then die. Uh, what we're looking towards is using the our investments as a foundation per, you know, for want of a better term, where that we are able to take profits from the foundation and put it back into capital, which we've done very successfully over the last number of years. And there's a you know roughly $100 million in the bank account right now. Um, and so obviously March 23rd was a horrible day. That was actually the day that the markets hit rock bottom and they bounced back substantially. And so what we did is as we knew that the markets were gonna take a hit during this time period, is that we brought the capital report back to council on April 13th, if people will recall, we were in no, we didn't need money on March 23rd. We didn't need money in March. We really didn't need any of that capital money till we started capital projects which obviously we had our tenders done and projects were ready to go, but we really, you're not able to do a whole bunch until spring happens. 
So we brought the report to council on April 13th that suggested that we delay a number of projects. We push off, you know, a lot of our costs into September, October, when we thought the markets might bounce back. And so we really, uh, to that extent, we have not taken a penny out of the accounts this year. Uh, up till this point and again it's because we were concerned about losing money and so we haven't lost any money yet because we haven't taken any money out um, and the markets have bounced back substantially just uh, you know from the last two weeks from May 11th to May 25th the council meetings our investments went back up $230,000 so I mean again things fluctuate and you have to have a long-term view and be careful and don't you know don't make panic decisions don't sell when it's low because then for sure you'll realize a loss. Something that came up, uh, well, you referenced it during the quarterly reports piece, was the uh, recent renewal in the engineering department uh, here at the city of Moose Jaw. And that uh, has now, uh, there are two directors in the engineering department. Darren Stephenson is the new director of public works and utilities. And Bevan Harleton is the director of engineering services. I guess first, can you uh, explain the process that went into making that decision uh, to divide the position in that way? Well, certainly we've, uh, since I've been here, we've talked about customer service focused, you know, making the best use of funds, uh, focusing on core services and core business. And so what we found as we've worked through a number of the, the functions of the city is that we believe that the engineering department, the role was too big, right? They were looking responsible for everything from capital to sidewalk replacement to water main breaks to uh, everything else in between. And so they had a vast and large area of responsibility. And so the problem is, of course, when you have that much, it's hard to really focus in on your core business. And as an additional consideration is that a lot more funds towards capital construction have been placed into engineering over the past five or six years. I mean, I know that the cast iron program did start to 2016 and before then I'm not sure the value of our construction. And so that has continually ramped up. We're looking over the next two years of 10 million each year on just cast iron alone. And so that's a big component of capital construction and people need to be able to focus in on that and get that done. It's hugely important uh, to get our undergrounds fixed so that we're not wasting our money on breaks. And that again, gives us better roads and gives us better infrastructure, better sidewalks, better curbs. So with that amount of money being spent on engineering capital construction, uh, it was believed that the most opportune way to go forward is let somebody focus on capital construction, which is Mr. Harleton, who's been with us just over a year and just done a really tremendous job. Um, there's been a number of, of, uh, of issues that have gone on over the past while, but he's done really well to get us to the point that we are doing in-house design, which was, was an initiative of ours. As you recall, we were spending uh, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars on engineering construction or engineering design and project management. And now we're doing that in house, which is, you know, that allows us to put that money into the ground, which is a better use of funds, we thought. So that we wanted to make sure that we had enough resources to focus directly on engineering, get our projects done, do what we did this year, which was get the budget done, get our tenders out, and get work started May long, which is really where we are at right now. We've started capital construction. Uh, the week before May long on completing some of the stuff from last year. And this year we started on High Street. So pretty exciting times to get that close to where we wanted to be uh, goal was. That was one component. The other component of the work is maintenance of the existing infrastructure and the infrastructure being constructed. And so 
uh, it was again believed that it would be better if we had a director that could focus directly on the maintenance part of things. And so really the, the thought process is capital engineering, capital construction builds infrastructure and then passes it on to public works and utilities to maintain. And Mr. Darren Stephenson is our new director of public works and utilities. He has been with us over five years. Again, just a tremendous uh, talent that we're so glad to have working for us. He has customer service. He has, how can we help you is first and foremost in his mind and as we go forward. And so it's pretty exciting times because lots of times departments just kind of happen. They evolve and something new happens and you add it on and then you add something else on. And so what we're getting to the point of and we're talking to people now, it's really kind of exciting is that we're saying to people, you know what, let's not just keep adding things on. Let's take a step back and let's see what should we focus on? What should our core business be and what should we not be doing? And so we're doing that right now and it's really cool and fun times to work through those things. It's pretty unsettling. I got to admit it's a little unsettling for because we're doing change a change is pretty tough on a lot of people so we're trying to be gentle and careful with it we're talking to the people that are actually doing the jobs to get their opinion they're doing it they know better a lot than i might about how we do something out in the road so those are the people that we're talking so again we think going forward that allows us to focus in on specific areas and then we're not mixing things together um, and allowing us to get our core business done well, and finally, you know, all this, of course, has happened uh, over the last uh, several weeks. And, we, of course, we've been dealing and everybody's been dealing with COVID-19. Let's maybe close on COVID-19 operations at the City of Moose Jaw. Phase three of the government's plan uh, is set to open on June 8th. What does that mean for our city facilities? Well, I think really right now it doesn't mean uh, much, right? Because we're not uh, looking to open up any facilities soon. Something like a pool, again, it's just not financially feasible to open it up and allowing just 15 people in there. Plus, we can't guarantee the safety of, of our customers. There's no way to maintain social distancing. So at phase three, we're still analyzing. Uh, and we had emergency measure meetings last week to see how we can open, when we open, and what we have to do to ensure safety of our people and, of course, our customers. And so that's what we're working on right now is trying to figure out what we can open up, when we can open up, and where does it make financial sense to open up, for example, the Yara Center. When can we do that? We, not, we don't think it's phase three. We think it's probably closer to phase four. Uh, but we're working, you know, quite honestly uh, and uh, being proactive. We are getting prepared for it. We know it's going to come sooner or later, so we need to be ready and go. And there's some work that we need to do capital-wise that obviously we'll report back to council on June 15th, along with the MEP stuff or MEP stuff that, uh, you know, this is a little bit of, we will need some funding to look after this, you know, like sneeze protectors and and some uh, equipment to measure temperature and that type of thing and, and continue to get protection onto our facilities and such. So, I mean, we've got lots of work to do with that, but we'll be ready when we open, we'll be ready. And uh, again, we're finding, you know, for example, in City Hall, we've all been here working hard over the past eight weeks, almost 10 weeks now, wow. And, uh, you know, people have, our customers have found ways to, you know, provide building permits to us, to pay bills, to contact us, to talk to us. So, you know, we're confident that people have found the way to get to us. And so that, you know, maybe this is an opportunity to do something new and unique for Moose Jaw. And, you know, just very practically, we can't, you know, we can no longer have, you know, wide open facilities for people because, Again, with the pandemic, with COVID-19, 
people wandering through the buildings is just not the best answer for us if we're trying to maintain safe work zones. So, you know, there's a lot of changes that we're looking at. Again, this is, uh, uh, while it's a, you know, very dangerous and scary time for lots of people, us included, and, you know, some people have lost lives. So, you know, we very feel very sorry for all that that's happened. It's also a chance for us to take a look at what we do and maybe change it. Because if the second wave comes or COVID 2022, who knows what comes next? You know, again, we cannot have people coming to our facilities getting sick, nor can we have our staff getting sick because we've talked about multiple times of safe working zones. If somebody in City Hall gets sick and there's an outbreak, we could affect every essential service we have from fire to waste collection to police to everything. So we have to just be so careful because, again, if we don't have water to be we don't have garbage collection. Those are services people need, particularly when they're stuck at home. So again, we have a unique opportunity or chance to take a look at what we do and find creative ways to provide perhaps an even better level of service to our customers, just like we've done with the app. Well, uh, on that, I'll let you go. You're a popular guy on Teams Apparently and text and calls uh, here today as we uh, hook, baby. What's going as, on around here? As we oh. record this. So uh, thank you for your time, uh, City Manager Jim Pufault, and have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Greg. Peace out.